Hi, and welcome to the Mama Needs Podcast. My name is Jen, and I am so happy that you're with me today. This podcast is just for you, Mama, because you matter. Each week, I'll be talking with another mama. As most conversations with women go, we'll cover a multitude of topics, but mainly we'll share stories of motherhood, all the ups and downs, lessons learned, and how these mamas practice self-care. Each episode is intentionally 30 to 45 minutes at the most because ain't nobody got time to listen to long podcasts. So take a seat, fold your laundry, drink your coffee, do your dishes, I know you're multitasking, and listen in. This podcast is sponsored by the Mama Needs Subscription Box. It's a monthly subscription box to remind you to take time for what you need, a little bit of self-care. I'll be curating each box that includes four to six items, gifts for you, self-care tools, and ideas each month for how to practice self-care. Even better, the box is themed each month and a surprise. Go check it out at mamaneedsbox.com. All right, because we are a new podcast, um, we could use all of the reviews and stars that we can get. So if you guys wouldn't mind just going to iTunes, even if you're not listening to this on iTunes, if you wouldn't mind just going there, search for the Mama Needs podcast, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, um, give me some stars, give me a review. It really does help some kind of weird algorithm or whatever, some kind of technical thing where people can find the podcast a lot easier if there are reviews and stars. So just go check it out at iTunes, search the Mama Needs podcast, and I so appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I'm talking with my dear friend, Katie Rogers, who lives in the same town as I do, and I love her perspective of motherhood because she is a brand new mama. Her daughter, Finley, is nine months old, so she is fresh into motherhood. She talks about kind of a scary pregnancy and how she told me a couple of years ago that she wasn't having children. You're going to love it. So here is my conversation with my friend, Katie. Well, hey, Katie, thank you so much for being on the Mama Needs podcast. Jen, thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, I wanted to start by you introducing yourself, who you are, about your family, and things like that. So I'm Katie Rogers. Um, I have a husband named Daniel and a nine-month-old named Finley. Uh, We moved to Franklin, North Carolina about four years ago. Um, I work part-time. I run an after-school learning center, um, so I get a little of both worlds of being a stay-at-home mom in the mornings, and then I work in the afternoons, and it's um, a little bit of the best of both worlds. I've been really enjoying being a mom. Awesome. Well, let's um, let's talk about how we met. So um, we moved to Franklin four years ago, a little over four years ago, and you guys um, had already been here, but not very long. And um, we, you started going to the church that we were going to, and still are going to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I think that our mutual friend Emily introduced introduced us. That's great. And, um, yeah, and then I just remember sitting with you uh, a couple Sundays and just getting to know you, and like instantly our personalities clicked, and. Um, we would go walking together, all kinds of stuff, coffee, things like that. And um, so I just love how our um, friendship has blossomed over the years. And now that we have um, mamahood in common, which is so fun. <laughs> yeah, that only took five years. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about that. So tell us, um, you know, kind of your journey to motherhood. 
Sure. So first of all, going back to uh, our friendship, I attribute all of my friendships that I've made in Franklin to you, Jen. Um, you reached out, you called me, you invited me, you did not know me. Um, and like you said, we just clicked instantly. So I knew if you were going to be there, I was going to be okay. And, um, I have met so many people through you. You invited me to coffee, to walking, and um, you were just one of those people where we didn't spend a lot of time on small talk. We got right down to business. And I so appreciated that about you. You were so open and so willing to talk about um, your triumphs and your struggles. And it taught me a lot about um, living in a new place because you were also doing the same thing. And um, just just kind of that unapologetic way that you invite people into your lives. And I've just been so inspired by that. Oh, thank you for saying that. And you know, I will say it's so helpful when you move somewhere. Just a little <laughs> side Side note tip for people, right. <laughs> um, when you move somewhere that you don't know anyone, like Katie didn't know anybody, and I, I at least knew two people, <laughs> um, but if you don't know anyone, find the people who have also moved to the place that are also new, mm -hmm. and you know, instantly there's a friendship that can blossom because you have that in common, you need each other, um, and you have instant community right there, so I Absolutely. appreciate that about you too. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. So tell us about um, how, about your motherhood journey and how that's been for you so far. Sure. So my story is a little bit different, um, I'm realizing, than um, other friends that I've met here and in the South. I grew up uh, around Chicago area, so I'm very northern. Um, and it's it's more small families, you know, two kids is a full family. Um, and so moving down here, my friends have lots of kids and they have lots of kids very early. So um, my husband and I had actually been married nine and a half years before we decided uh, to have Finley. And so um, we just spent a lot of time traveling, getting to know each other. Um, our, our life plan didn't work out the way that we had initially planned it. Surprise, surprise. God had... Um, many other plans in store for us. So uh, we went to college in Johnson City, Tennessee, and we lived there and we were married for a while. Um, and we always thought we would move back toward family, back toward Chicago um, or the Indianapolis area, somewhere close. Um, and, and God had other plans for us. So my husband uh, finished his bachelor's of computer science and got a job here in Franklin, North Carolina. And so it, it threw our our life plan into a little bit of a spin. And so instead of starting a family, we, you know, kind of started over and um, I got a new job and he got a new job and we were living 10 hours from my family and 14 hours from his family. And we thought, how are we going to make this work? Um, we joined a new church and um, really, really set our roots in the ground here in Franklin before we, we decided to have Finley. And so, um, you know, last a year, I spent the year being a nanny to three children um, who just have my heart and soul. And I was, you know, their primary caregiver Monday through Thursday. And he, my husband, Daniel, got really um, involved with those children and I think fell in love with them, too. And so it was the first time that he kind of sat me down and said, I, I think we can do this. I, I think I can be a dad. I said, <laughs> great. That's, that's all I've been waiting for. I was not going to do this by myself. I was not going to do this until you were a hundred percent ready. And he just said, I, I think I'm ready. And so that's when we decided um, to, to have Finley and she has just not disappointed. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that so much. And it's so fun that I've gotten to watch it from the beginning. I mean, I didn't know you when you first got married, but um, just kind of seeing your journey um, toward motherhood and, you know, for all intents and purposes, you weren't going to have any kids. And right. you, you told us that you told me. <laughs> That's right. 
And I was, I was like, serious. <laughs> oh, and you were. And I was like, well, more power to you. That is fine. Like, that's your choice, whatever. But I just love how um, the Lord has kind of changed your heart and how um, how I've seen you blossom as a mom. And ugh, little Finley, you guys, she's so beautiful. <laughs> you're so sweet, Jen. And you're right. So I was a teacher before uh, moving to Franklin, and, and I still teach now. And so I couldn't fathom being a caregiver to 30 kids in a classroom and then going home and being a caregiver to my own kids. That wasn't something I could comprehend. And so you're right. That makes total sense. Yeah. And you know, um, we also have that in common. I know we've talked about this before, um, is that, you know, my motherhood journey was kind of similar in that I was, I was really afraid to have children. Um, and so it kept me from, kind of pulling the trigger and and wanting to and dreaming about that. And so, um, anyway, the Lord did change my heart. And, um, now I have three kids. So So God is funny in that way. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So you're nine months into this journey. Um, nine months in nine months out. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that twice now. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So how like truthfully, honestly, I mean, lots of not sleeping, I'm sure, lots of feedings. Um, how, like, how is it really going? That is fair. And I guess it depends on the day that you would ask today. We're having a good day. Good. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I would agree with everything that everyone has said. Um, it is just as hard as they said it would be. And it is just as rewarding as they said it would be. Um, I am so grateful to have a wonderful husband who is in the trenches with me. I do nothing alone. Um, and also, we have a really, really supportive family. Um, though they live far away, they do come and visit for extended periods of periods of time. In fact, the only way I'm able to do this podcast is because my dad's visiting and he has Finley right now. Um, and so they, they take her and they, they let us sleep. Um, so, so those have been the good things. Um, the sickness, getting, getting those colds where, where she's not sleeping and she's not eating and, and you can't solve the problem has been, um, the most daunting and the hardest for me. Um, And then of course the sleep regression. So we went through a really hard four month sleep regression and then we hit um, the six month sleep regression really hard. So you, you know, after the four months you get them back on schedule and you're raring to go and you've got this and then six months hit and you're just humbled and reminded again um, to start over and this too shall pass. And so that, so those have been the hard things for sure. Um, something I always like to say is that motherhood is so sanctifying (laughs) Mm -hmm. because, um, you have a certain way of doing things and you have certain expectations and goals in mind and, and then everything turns upside down. And so (laughs) you can't. We are so similar in that way. Yeah. Have a plan. Follow the plan. (laughs) Yes. Babies don't follow plans. Why are they not following the plan in the book? That's correct. That's right. <laughs> There's so many of my friends um, who, who share this with me. So it's good to know you're not alone. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, so think back to when you were pregnant or, you know, maybe at the baby shower. Um, you had a few baby showers, correct? Mm-hmm. And um, and then having the baby. Um, what were some pieces of advice that people gave you, good and bad? Well, being pregnant, there is no shortage of advice. Um, <laughs> there is not a woman, old or young, that doesn't have some tidbit to share with you, uh, welcome or unwelcome. Um, but 
one of the best pieces of advice came from a truly lifelong uh, friend and family member. Um, and one of the things that she had said to me was, you get so excited, especially as they're young, about those milestones that they make. And you get so excited for the next one coming that she felt like she missed the stage they were in. And so she just said, you know, sit in those moments. And I know you're excited for her to crawl. I know you're excited for her to walk. But be so excited that she's she's sitting up. She's rolling over. And and not to miss um, those, those moments. And to be fair, I've listened to some of the other podcasts and I want to distinguish that this is not the enjoy every moment in everyone else got. This is not your toddler screaming in Target. This is not a blowout, you know, halfway up their back. You do not have to enjoy those moments. And I know and I don't expect to. Um, this is more about um, you know, sitting in that moment. I am I am such a planner and um, I so look forward to those next things and want to be prepared for those things that personally I knew that that was something that was going to be challenging for me. So for her to give me that piece of advice is something that I hold on to and I have to keep reminding myself of. So it is not enjoying every moment, but it is definitely sitting and being excited about where she is today. I love um, so that was some of the best advice. That's really good. That's really great advice. And no, it's not similar to enjoy every moment. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> just just reminding you to like take a moment, just mm-hmm. take like a second and right. savor um, savor where they're at. And I've heard that advice as well. And I've tried to um, to put that into practice too. Um, do you have any bad advice? Anybody giving you some bad advice? So I don't have a specific example, um, and I don't want to call anybody out, but you get a lot of unwelcome advice um, and advice from before we were babies um, and things like that that aren't necessarily recommended today. And so you get a lot of, you know, put cereal in their bottle, um, rock them all the way to sleep, make sure you don't co-sleep or do co-sleep or, you know, you get a lot of unwelcome advice without people knowing your personality, your specific situation. Yes. Um, so you kind of just have to say thank you. And um, I, get, I get a lot of, I'm from the North. We, you know, it's very cold up there. And so down here when it's 50 degrees and my kid isn't dressed in a snowsuit and a blanket, I get a lot of wonderful elderly ladies say, you should have a blanket on that child. I say, thank you. It's like a heat sink in this pumpkin, you know, seat. She's probably actually very warm, but yeah, you, you get a lot of that. Yeah. Get some socks on that baby. <laughs> I, I, heard that off. Oh, I heard yeah. that a lot. And in South Florida, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, you guys, it's always yes. 90 degrees. It's going to be fine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. My thoughts. So that would awesome. kind of be the worst advice. Just a lot of very small tidbits that, you know, you take in and you leave right there. Right. I mean, you take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I know that you've only been nine months into this, but what is something that you've learned so far? Kind of a lesson that that you've had to um, that, that you've had to learn that's kind of gone against your your nature. Oh, yeah. This this question is loaded, Jen. Okay. Um, <laughs> my biggest lesson that I have learned and it has hit me hard. Um, God has taught me this from the day she was born. Um, and it is that that I can't and I won't be able to please everyone. Before she was here, I spent a lot of time on that. That is my personality. That is the way that I'm wired. I like to please. I am a pleaser. When now I am responsible for another human life that I am trying to raise up toward Jesus, a lot of that falls away. And I am, I'm not able to do that. Um, 
motherhood threw me into that reality very quickly. Um, my priorities changed on June 13th, 2018. Yeah. And, um, I can, I can only do what I can do and I will absolutely do it with the best of my abilities. And sometimes that's not enough, um, for other people in our lives. And I have quickly learned that if I'm doing the best I can for God, for her, for my marriage, then I'm, then I'm doing the best I can. And I, and I won't please everyone else. Oh, that's so good. And that's so a hard lesson. Yes. That's so good. And, um, again, we share that. We share that personality trait. (laughs) And yes, you do learn it when you have kids. I feel like, um, yeah, you just are like, sorry, they come first. So yeah, we share that um, personality trait. Okay, so uh, let's let's go back again to um, pregnancy and tell us a little bit about that journey and how that was for you, because I know you had kind of a unique situation. I did. Yeah, I had a really normal pregnancy um, up until the gender scan at 20 weeks. Um, So I went in for the normal scan um, and the technician let me know that um, I had something called placenta previa. And so the placenta was in the way um, of where she would be coming out. And they said a lot of times it moves and it's not anything to be concerned about, but they were, they thought that it would, it was unlikely that it would move. Um, and so that meant immediately at 20 weeks, they were talking that I would have a C-section. Um, so of course that was not in my plan. That was not something that, um, I had thought about before. So, um, I just kept praying that it would move and that we would, we would have a different situation. Um, and it didn't. So, so we were at uh, 37 weeks, um, with the placenta in the way. Um, some of the complications that come with that are, um, I couldn't be overly active and I couldn't um, risk uh, rupturing anything. Um, There was a lot of risk of um, bleeding out or bleeding too early and and having her born too early. Um, They were continuing to reassure me that if I had problems, it would be problems with me and not problems with her, that she would be born healthy and that if anything were to happen, it would be um, my life that was in danger. And so um, that, that was very trying. It, It, it made the last part of my pregnancy very hard to enjoy um, because I was, I was so fearful that something terrible was going to happen to her or, or happen to me. Um, and I just had to lean on God and I just had to pray and I had to trust that my family was praying over this. This was a child that we had waited for, that we had prayed for. Um, and I am so, so grateful to God that he allowed her to be born. She was born at 37 weeks. And so she was only five pounds, 14 ounces. Um, but she was born healthy. Her lungs were great. Um, and I didn't, end up having any complications in the C-section. Um, so, so it makes the situation unique, but, but I am nothing but grateful that it went the way that it did. Absolutely. And, um, yes, I remember walking that road with you, you telling me, and, um, it's terrifying to hear that. Um, and just, you know, Google is not your friend at that moment. (laughs) Right. Um, so yeah. And I love that you, you went back to, you know, everyone was praying and, you know, this, this baby was given to us by the Lord. And so, you know, you just had to trust and let go, which is so, so hard to do. So hard to do. We definitely share that trait as well. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right, mamas. I just want to say a little bit about our sponsor, which is the Mama Needs subscription box. This subscription box is a self-care box just for you, mama, because you matter. It is a monthly box that's filled with four to six items that promote self-care. 
And you can get this box, uh, your very first box, for 15% off if you use the code NEW15. That's N-E-W-1-5. So all you need to do is just go to mamaneedsbox.com, click on subscribe, choose which uh, option you would like, monthly or three month. And then when you go to check out, put in the code and you'll get your 15% off. I know that you're going to love each box. It's personally curated by me and a lot of love and a lot of thought goes into it. So again, that's mamaneedsbox.com. Okay, back to our conversation. Um, let's go back a little bit to the, the, the part where you were talking about people pleasing and, um, you know, I feel like there's so much to balance when you become a mom, um, because there's another life that you're in charge of now. And so it's not just you, it's not just your husband, it's not just your job. Um, there's an entire other person. And so it really, um, really makes a lot of things in the air for you to, 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 to uh, juggle. Right. Um, so, you know, and then we think about our friendships, our family relationships and things like that. So I always want to know how, how do other moms cultivate friendship while you're raising kids? Um, I know how I do it, but I would love to hear your take on that. Right. So I've, I've got a little better situation that I'm, that I'm not running around with toddlers that that are um, more needy than, than my nine month old. So, so she travels well, she goes with me. Um, so you and I have had lunch several times and she just totes along, plays with her toys. She's um, so good. <laughs> she is good. And, and I'm so grateful for that because um, I, I, I don't allow a lunch, I don't allow her to not allow me to accept a lunch date or to make a plan. Um, she just comes and if she's terrible, we leave. If she, you know, is fine. Then, then I get to hang out and I get to chat. And um, luckily, she's allowed me to do that most of the times. So I know that that will change. I am not naive. I know that um, kids get older, and it will be it will be harder. Um, but so far, I've been able to bring her with me. Again, a lot of times I leave her with with her dad. Weekends are our daddy baby time. He is. Um, my husband is a tax programmer, and so during this tax season, he's very very busy. He works very late hours, and so. Um, the weekends are his time and he really values that time with her and I let him have it. And so I'm able to plan girls nights, um, meet up with friends, do those kinds of things. Um, and, and I just, I really, I really enjoy that. And I, I think it's really important. So it's something that I prioritize. That's so good. And, you know, just piggybacking off of that, I'm also wanting to ask you about self-care because I know for, um, new moms, um, I know for myself, I didn't know what self-care was, right. and, um, you know, that wasn't really a thing. Gosh, Sadie's 10 and a half now. So our mutual friend, Emily, um, she gave me advice right when I had Sadie, um, and told me just go take a shower, you know, <laughs> um, you know, you may not feel like it, but it's going to make you feel like a woman again, if you mm-hmm. just take a shower. <laughs> Right. We're thinking like, that's not going to help. I don't want to do that. I just want to lay here and I just want to, you know, like I'm so upset and blah, blah, blah. Um, But it is amazing how just little small things and steps to take care of yourselves, um, to take care of yourself really make a huge difference in your heart and your mind. Um, I also remember a time where Oh, all of my kids seem to be born around holidays, except for Jack. (laughs) Um, The other two are right around Thanksgiving and Christmas. And one of them was born um, and 
we were at my parents' house for some holiday and my mom said, you guys go take a nap and let me hold the baby mm-hmm. while you do that. And I remember we fell asleep hard. Yes. <laughs> she even let us sleep in their bed, in my mom and dad's bed because <laughs> it was the, the biggest and the most comfortable. And um, we, I think I've, that's the hardest I've ever slept. We probably slept three hours. And I there think there is I'm, a difference in sleep. There when is. You know someone else is caring for the baby versus sleeping when the baby is sleeping because you are yes. still on call. When yes. when your mom or his mom or someone else has the baby, you can let all of that go. You know that her needs are being met, and it is a different. REM cycle. It is a different sleep. I completely agree. <laughs> yes, you know. This, yes. this sleep was so hard. And then my mom woke me up and it had been three hours instead of the two mm-hmm. that I was supposed to sleep. And um, and I wasn't upset. I think that was probably my second kid. That's probably why I wasn't upset. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> and then it was time for me to be on call, you know. Yep. Um, so anyway, that's what I'm trying to get to is what, how have you practiced self-care so far? And how have you seen that um, to be really important? So again, I'm so grateful to you and I'm grateful to my other mom friends. Um, You all have blazed this trail long ahead of me. You've done this for 10 years. And so I went into this knowing about self-care and I I started the day we brought her home from the hospital with self-care because of people like you and because of um, my friends and family. Um, My parents were actually able to stay with us while we have an in-law suite in the basement of our house and so they were able to stay with us for two and a half weeks after she was born and I'm telling you they worked they they worked in the garden they washed my windows they cleaned my floors I mean they were here to help and it was an amazing experience for me I understand not everybody has that but just to go into this motherhood journey knowing that that's a priority is go- is going to change the way that I parent. It's going to change the way that she sees me and I'm able to give her a better mother because I took those steps you know, from the beginning. Um, my mom would hold the baby when I took a shower. Recovering from a C-section, um, I know that you you know this too, um, is a little bit different. You're, you're kind of not get up and go. It's really hard to, to laugh or bend over or mm. you know, even lift her. Um, and so... I, I was so grateful for the help that I was given and I, I wasn't made to feel guilty that I didn't, you know, get up and, and help with things and that I needed to take a shower and take care of the wound and, and that kind of thing. And so that was so important in those early days. Um, it's, it shifted a little bit. Um, and because I'm such a planner, I have to plan self-care. Self-care doesn't just come on a Saturday when I'm, you know, feeling like a bad mom. It's, it's something that I have to think about in advance. And so I always check my calendar and I look for uh, those teacher work days that I have off. And so I try to plan trips and go back to Johnson City or meet friends in Asheville um, or make plans with, you know, my friends here. And if I've got that on the calendar, then I'm, I'm more likely to, to keep up with it. And I always feel better after I've done those things. I, I always feel like a better mom. I come back refreshed. Um, yes. So those, those are things that are, that are vital to motherhood. Yes. Well, I love that you have, you know, picked up on that so early on because it does, it really does make a difference and you feel less like a terrible mom. You have less shame, less guilt. Um, and like you said, it just really fills you up. And I love, love, love. I I really want the mamas listening to hear this, that you have to schedule self-care. 
Like this is not something that will just happen on a whim. Sometimes it can, but if you plan ahead on those, you know, teacher work days on, Mm -hmm. on weekends that, um, you know, you can get away on holidays and things like that. I do the same thing. I'm always looking for, for ways that, um, you know, Joel and I can spend together or I can, you know, I can take a kid with me to do something. Um, and so just planning in advance and choosing to do it. Those are the two biggest obstacles that I found. Um, not having enough time, people say, right. And feeling guilty about it. Um, yeah. And then I think another one is, you know, I don't have the money to, to, to take care of myself. Well, yes, you do. You know, there are free ways that cost you nothing. Right. Um, I mean, there are ways that cost you nothing. And so I just thank you for saying that because it's so important. <laughs> like, I just like, I can't emphasize enough and drive that point home enough is that um, you have to be intentional. Agreed. And I'm so grateful that we don't carry the guilt that probably our moms carried um, mm. when they when they made the choice to take care of themselves. Um, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for that. Um, yeah. When I leave the house or when, you know, when I leave her with Daniel, I know this is for all of our good and I don't come back with this burden of how could I do that? Or how could I take myself away from her? I, I come back knowing that I'm better. Um, especially when I, you know, spend time with God or, or, you know, do my devotional or do my prayer time. Those are things that build you up. And it's such a small amount of time when you, when you stack up the hours that you are spending with her and singing with her and reading to her and bathing her, you know, yes. these yeah, are it's things just that a- make you better. It's just a small blip in time. There's no reason to feel guilt about, you know, 10 minutes here, 30 minutes there, whatever it may be. Right. Awesome. I love that. Well, so, so far, what has been kind of the funniest thing that's happened? You know, what, what has Finley done to embarrass you or kind of like big blowout diapers that you had? Tell us about a funny story. Sure. So my story is funny now. It was unfunny when it was happening, of course. Um, but just a couple of days ago, we were really in the trenches of this horrible cold, um, very congested, really having a hard time eating. I was having to uh, run the steam in the shower so that she could eat so that her, you know, congestion would, would settle down so that she could actually eat without gasping. The poor girl was sick as a dog. And of course, then we all got it. And so we were all sick. Um, so Daniel had left for work and I fed her some baby food. And so in between gasps of air, she was able to, to get some food down and she was acting all right. Um, and we started to play on the couch and I'm telling you, she projectile vomited all over my couch. I did not have a blanket down. (laughs) Mistake one. So it's all over the couch and you know, being the mother that I am, I immediately left the baby to scrub the couch. I, I put her down. She's covered in vomit on her clothes. I'm scrubbing, scrubbing the couch, finally get that cleaned. And I realized this girl needs a bath. So get her into the tub. Um, I'm undressing her while she's already in the tub because she's just covered. I cannot <laughs> describe to you the, the grossness of this. Get her all changed. She's finally happy. She's in the tub. And she poops in her baby bathtub, floating in poop after vomiting all over herself. And I'm alone. So I scoop her up 
dump the baby bathtub, get it. I'm holding her wet, slippery, covered in mouth poop and vomit and bubbles. And I'm scrubbing the tub out to try to get it clean enough to put her back in and get her washed. I finally get her clean. I set her on the changing table, do the whole lotion, get her diaper on, and she pees. All over the changing table and her new outfit, and she has not done that since she was born. She, she just, you know, boys have more issues with that than girls usually, and yeah. I've not had to deal with that. And so she has soaked the changing table cover and her new outfit, and she got back in the bathtub. And oh, I called partner. Daniel and I said, "I am all done parenting today. You're gonna, you're gonna need to come home." And he said, "Katie, it's 9:30 a.m." I said, "Yep." She'll be on the step waiting for you when you get here. And so we had a good laugh about that. He did not come home. I, I got it together. Um, but in the midst of the sickness and the no sleep and the feeling bad, and then to just deal with every bodily fluid within the span of 45 minutes, but has been my funniest mom story. Oh, my gosh. Joel and I are dying over here. <laughs> It's all true. Oh, my word. I think yeah. that every mom on here can relate. I think that has happened to everyone at some point. <laughs> I hope so. Maybe not all at once. <laughs> mm-hmm. All at once. Oh, feeling family. terrible, you know. Friendly girl. That would be something you can tell her husband one day. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it so much. <laughs> oh, my word. Okay. So we're almost done here. I just wanted to wrap up with a couple of questions. Um, I know that she's only nine months, but she is so much fun. I always love seeing your posts on um, Instagram and Facebook about what she's doing lately. Um, You know, that she's smiling, that she's scooting, that um, she is laughing. And I love the videos. Oh, my goodness. I cannot <laughs> so what's your favorite part of motherhood like what's your favorite thing to do with her and what's your favorite part so far so far my favorite part has has just been her learning new things you know I I thought I was going to really mourn uh losing the newborn stage losing that you know, cuddling and, and that kind of thing. And I really haven't. The minute she's able to respond to you and, um, you know, play off your action, she giggles when you do something funny. She, uh, she's singing, which is hysterical. So anytime you sing with her, she, she just belts out these, oh my goodness. Oh, these so off key notes <laughs> that are fantastic. And I'm just thinking, I don't know. I don't know that she could get better. I didn't know I could love her more. Oh. <laughs> that has been the best part. I was afraid that I was going to miss all of the earlier stages. And I've, I've just been so grateful that um, each one has been better than the last. And she has just, she has kept us laughing and it, it's been, it's been a blast. Oh, I'm so glad. That's awesome. And you're taking your own advice or the advice that was given to you to mm-hmm. savor every moment and just enjoy the season that she's in and not, you know, not regret, regret the, the, the past stages because they all are different and they all are most of the time fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you get through them and you're on the other side and then you know what, all of a sudden they change things up again. So it's just, it's just a lot of fun and then kind of pivoting um, how, how you're feeling and how things are going and how you're doing things. Sometimes you have to change things up. So it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're experiencing it. I love it. Me too. I'm glad I get to share it with you. Oh, yes. 
And the last question I want to ask you is um, for you to tell a new mom something, what would that advice be for, for someone who is about to get pregnant or is already pregnant or just had their very first baby? What's something that you could tell them? And I feel like this is the perfect question for you because you're a first time mom, you're totally green at this, um, yeah. but you're doing amazing, by the way. Oh, so um, what would you say? What would your advice be? So because of all the unwelcome advice, I hesitate, you know, to give advice because what works for me is not going to work for you. It's not, it's not going to, you know, every baby is different. Um, so my, my advice would be to do what works for your family. I got so, um, there's so many strong opinions on sleep schedules and co-sleeping or not co-sleeping or bottle feeding or breastfeeding. Um, and people are so genuinely interested in the choices that you're going to make for your child. Um, and when you make a choice and it doesn't work and you change it, that that's okay. That, that, that is what is going to work for your family. And maybe you can attest to this from kid to kid, you know, what worked for Sadie is not going to work for Everett. Um, Absolutely. And so to, to not be afraid to flip the script and change the plan. Um, I knew myself, I knew that I needed a schedule. I needed a plan. Um, so that has worked for me. Um, she, she sleeps in her own crib. She, she follows a sleep schedule when she decides to follow it. Um, right. You know, and so I knew that, I knew that, you know, co-sleeping wasn't, wasn't going to work for me. Um, but if it works for you, you're, you're, you're handpicked for this baby and you are chosen. Um, and their personalities are wrapped in your personalities and you're, you're going to make the right choices. And when you don't, you can change them. And so, um, I, I would, I would give the advice not to, not to make all your decisions before they're born <laughs> <laughs> and, and to, to be okay with changing things up and, um, really settling on what works for your family at that time. Yes, absolutely. I think there's so much, um, there's so much forgiveness in motherhood and so much grace. Um, because if something, you know, you're trying something and it doesn't work well, you know, the baby's not going to remember. So just move on to the next thing. (laughs) That's right. And And just just not to let guilt dictate your motherhood Mm. that if you've tried something and it's not working, that that's okay, that you, that there is no reason to feel guilty about that. And when that dictates your motherhood, it's ruining the already minimal sleep that you're getting. And it's not <laughs> necessary. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Well, Katie, it has been a pleasure to talk with you. Um, I just love hearing, hearing your experience so far. Um, and just knowing the background of your story just makes it all the, all the more sweet. And so thanks for sharing with us your thoughts and um, just how things are going and your scary moments and your funny moments. (laughs) And um, I I know that this was so encouraging for any new mom listening, but really any mom in general, just because we can all relate to each other. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I have enjoyed it so much and I have learned so much from you and I'm so, so grateful that your mission is to to get mothers out there and to take care of themselves because we are all better when we do that. So I'm so grateful for you. Amen. (laughs) You guys, I love her so much. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. I loved hearing her experiences in motherhood so far and all that she's learning. She's such a dear friend and I'm so happy to know her family. 
All right, that does it for this week's episode. And until next time, you matter, mama.